Welcome to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenhouse. We are grateful to WVU, who offers renowned online master's degree programs in marketing communications, and this series is presented by the Reed College of Media as part of their ongoing marketing series. Thank you for joining us today. Ruth, you remember Mark Schaefer was keynote speaker at uh, West Virginia University's Integrate Conference last June in Morgantown, where he talked about Marketing Rebellion, his um, then latest book subtitled The Most Human Company Wins. All right. Well, now he has his just released ninth book out called Belonging to the Brand, uh, why community is the last great marketing strategy. Um, really exciting. This is the first book that examines the concept of community through the lens of brand marketing. And he contends that most brand communities fail due to more of a kind of salesy strategy or a grossly underutilized because um, they focus on transactions instead of brand building. And, and I think we can all truly relate to this. He also says that there are three main trends that point to community as a future of marketing, decline in the effectiveness of traditional marketing, which we all have seen for sure, new technologies enabling community, which we can't wait to hear about, and dramatic mental health concerns, which is a concern for all of us, and he talks about people are longing to belong. So what do you say we ask Mark to join us? Indeed. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Let's go Mountaineers. <laughs> I'm delighted to be back. You know, just touching West Virginia in some little way today is exciting for me. Oh, that's so wonderful. We really loved seeing you at Integrate last mm -hmm. summer and we were also really pleased to walk home with a copy of your book, Marketing Rebellion, which I truly admire and Thank enjoyed. You. And here you have your new book, which is really intriguing. What belonging to the brand? What an interesting subject. Could you summarize the concepts of the book for our listeners? Yeah, well, the main idea is that community is not new, but most brand communities have failed because they just try to sell stuff. Hmm. And nobody really wants to gather every day or every week in a community where they're just being sold to. Now, of this, of the communities that make it, 70% are dedicated toward customer self-service. As you mentioned, something that's transactional, which is fine, but you're missing the great emotional benefits of community. And that's what great brand marketing is all about. Creating this emotional attachment, you know, creating an emotional switching cost between you and your competitors. And that's the main theme of the book is to just explode this idea. And it's a wake up call to say, look, we need to try new things in marketing and look at the amazing benefits around collaboration, co-creation, brand advocacy, speed of communication, building trust, building loyalty, uh, getting first-party information, first-party data from your customers, you know, because cookies are going away. And, right. and, and this is a concept that's almost 
totally overlooked by businesses today. And so that's this book is a wake up call saying it's time to look at community in a new way. Neat. Well, for sure, I think we all embrace that. I, you know, part of what we've seen pandemic and post-pandemic is the need very much to engage with each other. We want to engage with each other. It's hard to do. I mean, this concept sounds really brilliant, Mark. And as a marketer, we say, well, sure, we want to collaborate, engage, and be more connected with our with our consumers and our customers. In your book, you really give us a nice framework for this uh, to really help us as marketers figure this out. Would you mind summarizing for us uh, some of the ideas that you put forth for that framework? Well, thanks for pointing that out because it's one of the things I'm, I'm really proud about when it comes to the book, because to succeed in community, it does require a different type of mindset or, you know, a framework than typical marketing. Uh, so for example, I mean, marketing as we know it is generally ephemeral. You have an ad and then you don't have an ad. You have money for a campaign, the money runs out, and then you start something new. So the first point is that uh, a community, there's sort of a a social contract implied with that. If I'm going to get together and meet my friends there, I don't want it to come and go. It kind of has to stay there. I think... Um, so that's important to think about and uh, unusual in, in terms of traditional marketing. I have a community and m- my main role in this community is number one, to sustain a safe culture and to bestow status. <laughs> that's really different. <laughs> you know, it's really, really different from how we think of marketing, but that's what drives a community that that's what makes people want to be there. It makes them want to engage. And um, it, it, it's what builds the loyalty and the, the emotion that's going to help me benefit from this community over time. So there are lots of ideas in the book that, that just sort of say, okay, if you want to do this, you can't approach this like a campaign. It's very, it's very, very different. And you can't measure it like a campaign either. I appreciated how in your book you you acknowledged that it's hard to hard to measure, hard hard to justify, probably hard to get budget for. Well, that's, you know, I, I mentioned that most communities that exist today, the ones that have made it, are focused on customer self-service because that's easy to measure. It's a transaction. And what I'm showing in this book, and I'm glad you brought up the point about measurement, because I think that's, you know, that's like chapter 10. And I thought, Ruth, I wonder if I should have made that like chapter two or three to make sure people see it. Mm. Because that's the angst in community today. Everybody says, I'm a community manager. I'm proud. We're creating all this value. But we don't really, we can't really measure it. We just kind of feel it. And in chapter 10, I sort of like blow that apart and say, look, it's not hard to accept. It's not hard to measure if you think of it in terms of brand marketing, not direct or transactional marketing. And so I think that's going to empower so many communities, so many community managers and so many businesses say, he's right. We're missing the main idea. Let's look at it this way. And it's going to unleash all this new value and all this 
new potential in our community. I love that. So interesting, Mark, when you started this comment about your community, Mm. you gave us a succinct, easy to understand, almost brand message, like a a mission statement, right, of what your community Mm. is. Do you think that we all should start by defining what the goal and mission of our community is? Is is that a, a place? And how does that relate to our overall brand? Well, I, I think to start any kind of community, you've got to be clear about what it's about so you can explain it to your customers what it's about. And it can't be we are here to make our quarterly sales goal. You know, and I sort of say this in a whimsical way in the book, you know, it can't be, we have the biggest selection of deli meats. Now that could be an important point of differentiation, but that's not a reason to gather. Here's a reason to gather new ideas to feed your family on a budget. Hmm. Now, maybe you just happen to have the local deli, But the reason why people would want to come is to share ideas about how do we feed a a family in a healthy and economical way. That's a great way for people to get together. So the purpose has to be an intersection of something that is important to your company and something that's important to your customers. I have a whole chapter about this with prompts like, what can we do as a company that we could do better if our community got involved? What do we want to be known for mm. in the world? Do our customers feel the same way? So it's connected to your company mission statement. It's connected to your points of differentiation. But most importantly, it's connected to the heart and soul and passion of your consumers. Mm. Love it. So how, going back to that, a comment about measurement in terms of brand marketing, what kind of being the data geek that I am, and I always am like, ooh, so when I have to stand in front of my CFO or, you know, the C-level people and say, where did my money go? And I'm going to move money from PR or, you know, brand asset management. How do you justify that? What are some of those metrics that we can and should be looking at? Move money from PR. Are you crazy, Cindy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the direct response gal here. So you can well imagine. <laughs> it's a weird and beautiful part of the book because I'm a data geek too. And the example I use in the book is, is the Gatorade bath, which is which is not familiar to like international people so much, but here's something I saw that was so interesting the other day. So the Gatorade bath is this a tradition in in American sports when we have a big victory and the players sneak up behind the coach or key player and they dump the bucket of Gatorade over their head. Next year, we're going to have more of those at WVU, but that's a story for another day. Now, here's the interesting thing I saw the other day. It was a rare example where the sponsor on the sideline was actually Powerade, the competitor. They snuck up behind the coach with this big bucket of Powerade. And here's what the national television announcer said. Here comes the Gatorade bath. (gasps) 
It's so well known. It's so powerful. We have this iconic emotional connection to Gatorade so much. Even when it's Powerade, we say Gatorade. <laughs> now, does now Gatorade owns 80% of a $30 billion sports drink market. They charge twice as much as their product versus Powerade. Now, but we look at the Gatorade bath and we say, does this work? The answer is yes. Can we measure it? Measure it? The answer is no. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. That is really uncomfortable. And But that is the leap we have to make. And we've been making it for years and we've been, in and the we PR have. world. So, yeah, in PR, yeah. in brand marketing. Branding, We're familiar yeah. with that. Hmm. And that's the leap to really kill it, to dominate, to have a you know market-crushing community. You've got to give up on some of those dashboard measurements. Uh, and and look at things like, you know, I, I give a big example in the book of Sephora. Sephora arguably has the biggest community in the world. And their number one measurement is engagement. We put new ideas, new content, new products out there. Are they engaging with us? That is a sign we are winning. We are succeeding because people are excited and active in the community. That is so interesting. We can all think of communities that we've been uh, members of, whether inadvertently or or actively. And it really does uh, bring up that emotional connection due to not only the brand, I'm, I'm often thinking myself, do do I really want to have a relationship with my toothpaste? But the other people who are members of the community, like you said, you're bestowing status on them and you're creating a culture. Me as a total extrovert, I would, that's what would keep me involved in, in the community, I think. Well, me as a total introvert, <laughs> I have other reasons to be in a community. And, you know, I have my own community now and it's, it's been one of the most amazing experiences of my life. It's but it's become my my university because I'm learn the the people in the community were challenging each other to learn about the future of marketing. And by the way, it's free and open to everybody. So if you go on my website, there's a tab in the nav bar that says community. And any of my friends from WVU are free to you know join this thing. Free, open everybody. And it's all about relevance. Neat. We you know, we have got to keep these discussions going about the future of community and the future of AI and the future of advertising and marketing and PR. And, and that's all happening in this community. It's teaching me, you know, all my best ideas for my content is coming from this community now. How neat. Cause Cindy, um, Cindy, first of all, you and I better go sign up for this thing. You better. Absolutely. Cindy was also pointing out your amazing article about the new chat bot yeah not, sorry the new chat gpt, chat GPT which is yeah. an unfortunately un unmemorable yeah. <laughs> brand name yeah. 
Cindy, what what did you want to ask Mark relating well, to that? Mark, it was a really interesting blog post that, um, and and because we're always looking, this podcast is just over the horizon. This seems like a technology that is going to blow up. And uh, some of us marketers are afraid it's going to eliminate our jobs. Um, And some of us are embracing it with great excitement and enthusiasm. And so, you know, I'd said to Ruth, I just wanted to get your, you know, two minute point of view on this for our listeners. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're open to it, I'd love to come back and do a whole new show on it because it's, it's, uh, I wrote a blog post and I said words I've never said before in my life. I've written 3000 blog posts. I've had a podcast for 10 years. I've never said these words. This technology will change marketing and our marketing careers forever, starting now. I've never said those words, not even close. In the first 10 days, this technology was introduced, 2 million people signed up. It's the fastest adoption of technology in the history of the world. Um, It is, you know, Cindy, I think you said it very well. Should we be excited? Should we be scared? The answer is yes. Uh, you know, this is this technology is being integrated into everything now. Every technology we use to do our jobs, it is it's already happening. So, in some ways, it's going to make us better. It's going to give us more time to to think and be strategic. It's going to it, it makes everybody a competent writer or even an excellent writer, just like the calculator made everybody competent at math. It's that sort of a power. It's this level setting thing. And and writing and content is just the tip of the iceberg. It's helping me create marketing strategies, not over months, in five seconds. It's helping me prepare for customer meetings by doing research on the fly. So it, it is it is extraordinary. It is profound. It is it is its importance is existential mm, wow. for marketing and marketing careers. And if you haven't done a dive into it, if you haven't experimented with it, you need to you need to do it today because it's it's going to it's changing our world. You know, artificial intelligence has been this geeky thing in a lab. And now we can use it like Google. So it's it, it really is it's it's existential to marketing and our careers. Wow. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I don't. I w- would love to leave this on a high note. And um, <laughs> Ruth, I think we have uh, just a few minutes here left with Mark. But we did want to touch on briefly, you do talk about people longing to belong and the, the fact that we've come out of the, some of the loneliest times that, that many yeah. of us have seen cross-generationally. Can, can you touch on that a few minutes for us as sure. well? Sure. Well, you know, here's a headline that just, it just broke my heart. It was in the New York Times. The headline was the loneliest generation. They're talking about Gen Z. There was just a report that came out that showed 51% of young people aged 18 to 24 have sought medical help for a mental health issue. 51%. The average for all other generations, which includes mine, is 24%. Wow. 
So these these are our these are our students, right? These are our 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 friends and our future leaders coming from West Virginia and other universities. And so that's why I mean I think one of the unique things about this book I, the very first sentence in the book is that this is a this is a book that can help you refocus and change your marketing it is also a book that can help heal the world it is i mean this is community is marketing that heals and i end the book with this quote from tom peters he, he talks about the greatest thing we can do in marketing is to go home every day and say i'm proud of what i did i'm proud of what i did today that is the greatest achievement wouldn't it be amazing to go home and say i created the most belonging company i created help create the most belonging university wouldn't that be a great legacy wouldn't that be the most important thing we could do as marketers and that is the opportunity we have with community Wow, inspiring. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. As I said, it's just such an honor and privilege to to help, you know, my friends at West Virginia in in any way. Mark, you're brilliant. We can't uh, wait to finish the book. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Oh, wow, Ruth, wasn't that just an invigorating and inspiring conversation with Mark Schaefer today? Just fantastic. He's high energy, isn't he? He is. And, you know, I always come away um, from our discussions with him with so many brilliant ideas. You know, I want to discuss a little bit with you where we ended. Um, He took what could have been such a depressing comment about Gen Z, our 18 to 24-year-olds, being the loneliest generation with the highest percentage of, of mental health issues Uh, versus, you know, index against all other generations and turned it into something really positive Mm -hmm. that community and marketers have an opportunity here to create community and engagement that is healing, that gives people a place to belong, that's relevant. And if you do this in a thoughtful and positive way, this can be a really good thing for us. And when you think about Gen Z, these are the consumers of today, but they're going to be even more important consumers of tomorrow, right? Right. As they get more and more wealth, as they become more embedded in society post their education and take on larger roles in society, they're going to make a lot of these decisions in marketing as consumers too. So I think that was a really interesting spin on what we usually hear is a rather negative trend. Right. And that it will impact the self-image and the self-satisfaction of the marketers themselves who can go home at night and say, I'm proud of what I did today. That was really inspiring. And I also liked the tactics that, or the kind of practical approaches that he mentioned, like, well, by building a community, we're creating a, a social contract. We we can consider this thing that he mentioned, the emotional switching cost that will serve to 
maintain the relationship over time. And this could even be measured, I think, through re typical retention metrics. And that he he was saying, we as marketers need to rethink the way we, in effect, go to market, that we need to create a community because it will help build an emotional bond with our product service brand and so forth. Yeah. So now we kind of know what to do. He gave he gave us a nice introduction to a framework to know what to do. You're absolutely right, Ruth. I, I, I think that so much of this, when you think about it, you say, well, where do I even start, right? But he started by telling us that, you know, we got to stop thinking about marketing as episodic. Right. Yeah. And about campaigns and that come and go, that this is an ongoing process or connection and that the members of the community get as much value from each other as they do from the brand and the marketers themselves get as much value from the community as uh, as they do from their own work wow it's, it just feels like a a win win you know this reminds me so much of our educational experience Ruth you and hmm. i uh being educators and you know our experience with what WVU and and their programs and and you and your educational experiences. I say that all the time as an instructor. I get more, I think, out of the engagement I have with the students sometimes than I think they get by listening to a lesson plan or th their engagement with each other, creating a community of of curious-minded individuals, you know, spurns, spurs so much uh, creativity and ideation and inspires me as much as I think it inspires them. So if you think about that, right, marketers can be inspired by creating that community. They're giving a catalyst for all those consumers to speak with each other, engage with each other. Yeah. I love his examples about Sephora and his Gatorade story really um, give us a sense of the the power and also the the tangibility of how this community approach can really be executed by us. I think you and I, especially you, were a little concerned about the the tangibility of measurability, and I think answered your question pretty clearly that. You want to think about it the way we think about PR. And I know, Cindy, this is a, <laughs> a, a pet peeve of yours, but PR has been proven to be powerful as a marketing tool, but difficult to measure. I think we could take the same thought process with the community idea. I, I must say, though, this being so new, it'll be really interesting to see if companies glom onto it and, and accept it, embrace it, invest in it over time because the the you know for all of the the innovation that we like to think we have in marketing, uh, I, I I'm not seeing communities as a standard. Not yet. Yeah, Mark as an evangelist for it, I mm -hmm. think will certainly certainly gets our attention, doesn't he? And you know, my pet peeve is really not, I mean, I love PR 
in the in, in our toolkit. We've had um, a lot of conversation around the importance of not only uh, PR but uh, communications in general. It's I always say I don't want to give up on metrics and measurement. I no. I, I always want to push us to say, but everything can be incrementally looked at. And I think when you said that we could tie community to retention, I think that that was brilliant, Ruth, because what you're saying is if we create stickiness with our communities, if community creates retention or decreases churn yeah. amongst our and, and creates less transactional business and more. And another typical retention metric being referral and the community tool will be an, an enabler of that. And Cindy, wasn't it neat? I, I'm so glad that you brought up the, the question of, of chat G, GPT and his writing on it, because that, that calculator angle that he mentioned was really memorable and, and impactful to me. And what a uh, kind of bonus we got from him today, even though community was our the focus of our our session. So to tie it all together with the pretty bow, Ruth. Yeah, I think Mark gave us a really nice roadmap of community and a lot to think about. He said that community is you know connecting us to the heart and the soul of the consumer. Mm. What a great concept. I'm excited. And I'd love to say I am proud of what I did today. And today in this conversation with you, Ruth, I am proud of what we did. (laughs) Thank you, Cindy. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenglass. Please be sure to visit go.wvu edu slash mc today to view our upcoming conversations listen to previous discussions and subscribe to receive